Hi everyone, it's me Francisco and welcome to another episode of David and Goliath podcast, your weekly podcast that motivates you to be, let me say, a better person. Before we get deep in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a video that touched me one year ago. It's Chris Bosch, a former NBA basketball player, talking about Kobe Bryant's dedication on his Hall of Fame speech. For those of you who doesn't know what is a Hall of Fame, it's an American institution where the, ba the best basketball athletes are honored. Day one. So the goal was to be the first one at breakfast. So I set my alarm. I make sure I'm up by sunrise. I get out of bed. I put on my gear and I head downstairs. But when I get there, Kobe's already there with ice packs on his knees, drenched in sweat. Now, it took me a minute to figure it out, but this guy wasn't only awake before me. He had already worked out. He had just played in the finals days earlier. Meanwhile, I'd been off for months and I was still exhausted. What he had done that morning was incomprehensible to me. That dedication he had only days after falling short of an NBA championship. That taught me something I've never forgotten. Legends aren't defined by their successes. They're defined by how they bounce back from their failures. Kobe is for me one of the persons who I admire most. Not only because he one of, is one of the best or was one of the best players in the history of the game, but also and foremost because of his mentality. His way of being better every second of the day its something that is very spectacular. In correlation with this, I'm reading Ray Dalio's book Principles. I haven't finished reading the book yet. And I think I already told you about the 5 steps process that he talked about on his book. It's not the 12 rules for life by George Peterson, but 5 little ones which are very easy to remember, but at the same time very tough to implement. So the 5 steps are Number 1. Setting goals Number 2. Finding obstacles and fall down Number three, analyzing the roots of the problem which you encounter in. Number four, create a bunch of solutions for those problems. And five, implement those solutions and moving forward. According to Ray Dalio, if you do this, you'll reach levels of success even higher. And for him, that's the key for happy life. Also, he says, for you to implement this in your life, you have to be brutally honest with yourself, accepting reality as it is, as he says so, and also with others. Dream big and determination accomplish, accomplish them. Wouldn't it be great if everybody play, applies into their lives? I know more or less what Kobe did through his life. He would spend five hours in front of a screen watching the game he already played, in some cases, just hours after he played. Like you have heard, his determi determination was something quite of the ordinary, let me say so. Can you imagine the mental toughness to watch the tape of the finals game that he lost just hours after?
For me, I don't think so I could do it. I couldn't watch the tape right after the game. I would take a couple of days to be able to do it. Facing the reality as it is and having an extraordinary open mind is something that we will continue to work on. That's what Ray Dalio suggests in 5 steps process of his book. In other words, what he has written is no more than facing reality as it is, plus dreaming big and determination. Having these three ingredients combined together, you have success. And oh boy, how this person, Kobe and Dalio, had a fulfilling life. Well, Dalio is not dead yet. I know a guy that has these principles into his life. Well, he starts to use it. He does not call the five steps process, but he's facing reality, continues to dream and continues to have big determination. Not the reality he has faced for the last 46 years, but the one he's now facing in his life, right now. And so his, his name is me. Yes, it's me. I really want to share my story with you today in this episode. I hope by the end of it, you will find out why I'm doing the weekly based podcast and the truth meaning of telling you about these stories. I'm feeling very uncomfortable doing it, but at the same time, I feel I have to do it. I hope I'm not doing another mistake. But if I don't go for it, I will not know the result. And I, I can tell you, I'm very curious on that. Today is my turn. I really, truly hope you enjoy. This is the David and Goliath podcast. And I will tell you real stories from normal people who had great mighty wars and defeated their giants. A few years ago, I saw a National Geographic documentary about civil aviation, another passion of mine, airplanes. In the documentary speaks a Boeing 747 captain from New Zealand Airlines, showing if he changed by 1% the route between Auckland and Los Angeles, by the end of the year he would be saving millions of dollars in fuel. What I'm saying is making small corrections to our daily habits produce fantastic long-term results. And that's what I had done one year ago. Like the greatest ones who I, I'm inspired every day. And how this gentleman influenced my life to the point where I wanted to do something different in my community, in my country. Something meaningful, something bigger than me. But at the beginning, until last year, what I was trying to do was showing outside myself that I was good enough, that I was good, and I was hoping that everyone would have the same opinion. My professional activity began in a company belonging to one of the most important groups working here in Material Island. I was like a sponge. I want to learn how to run the company, how to manage people and negotiate with suppliers. I wanted to be, in the eyes of the customers, like someone very competent, and how I was. Over time, I got used to it, 
and I was already using everything I had learned after almost three years working at that place. I felt so confident in myself that I hoped that one day I would be invited to rise through the ranks to be one of the group's top managers. But I soon realized that this would be impossible because there were too many interest people in the same goal as I was and to get there many of them had to give up or die. And as that was impossible, I resigned and went to work elsewhere. The people closest to me told me I was crazy. I had left a secure job to start another one that could close overnight. I was, according to them, throwing my security out of the window, as if in this world there is something safe. So I start working at the company as the top manager, just as I wanted it. And on the top of that, within my field of study, which is engineering, I was there about more or less four and a half years. There I learned the fundamentals of management, accounting, human resources, managing outsourcing contracts and a portfolio of very demanding customers. But at the end of four and a half years, one day when I arrived from holidays, the administration board wanted to meet me and fire me. They told me that the results were not as, a, as they expected, and what they imagined for the company was not the path I was going to. So I was fired three weeks before my youngest daughter was born. And also, at the peak of 2012 crisis, the year in which Portugal was going through one of the worst economic crises in memory. The ingredients were established for me to open my company. In Portugal, when we become unemployed, the government pays us a salary, like a form of support until we can find a new job. After being fired and having been paid compensation, I went with my father to the employment center to register so I could receive the blessed money. On the way home, my phone rings with several clients that I had acquired at the old company and who wanted several quotes for work that needed to be carried out. I got home and mentioned what happened to my wife at the time. My idea would be to open my own company and be the master of my destiny. She agreed and so the next morning I went to the employment center to take my name off the list. When I arrived, I was greeted by a lady. I explained what I wanted to withdraw my, na my name from the employment center and to open my company. She answered yes and asked me if I wanted to apply for support that the government was giving so to the people that could own their own business. I asked so how long the process took, the, took place and she applied between six to nine months. I said that, that it was impossible because I had clients who wanted work for, for tomorrow. So I didn't even apply and on September 11, 2012, I opened my company. I invited the person who worked with me in the other company and so we began the adventure of installing air conditioning on the Madeira Island. For nine months, he was the technician and I was his assistant. As we did not have our own facilities, 
Every day after dropping my daughter off at school, I would pick her up at a certain place. We would have coffee and go to work. The company's address was in my apartment, which also was my office. Our warehouse was a space taken over by one of our clients, where we went every day to stock up or collect material to carry out services. This lasts about nine months until we rented the garage. In the first year of the company, we had so much work that I had to hire three more people. Suddenly, we went from two to five people. But I didn't care because we were having success and that's what mattered me by the end of the day. From 2012 to 2018, we were in the main projects that were being implemented here on Madeira Island. Many companies wanted to work with us. I met m many people, many business people, and even so, so-called influential people. But I also made some enemies who always wanted to take me down. On December 6, 2018, I reached the highest point in my professional career. We won an award from one of the best 500 companies working in Madeira. I had finally achieved my goal of 2012, putting my name in the spotlight of timber business fame. I was so proud of myself. From here on, my professional and personal life continued to decline, not continue, start to decline, until 6th of March of 2023, last year. A few months before we received this award, we decided to expand the business to the Portuguese capital, Lisbon. In January 2019, the company's branch was opening in Lisbon. I hired good technician and a good administrative person to get started. But oddly enough, they were the only competent people I hired. Everyone else had a different mind mindset that th than those I defended and therefore should never have been hired. At the same time, here in Madeira, work unexpectedly declined. A finance director advised me to fire people. I said no. I didn't want my company to be like so many others with where profit was the main objective. I want my company to be like a family, where we would all stick together through good and bad times. That's why I didn't fire them keeping them in the company. How naive I was. I didn't hear no one saying differently of what I thought at that time. All the money that was being generated was to pay salaries and nothing else. For the first time, I started failing to pay the government and suppliers. In the meantime, I managed to find money to inject into the company. In other words, I got into debt so I could inject money and survive. Things got better. We got a good contract that would, would give us for work another year. With that contract plus the ones in Lisbon, in the space of one year, I could manage to get everything right. But the pandemic was not in my plans. I was stuck on the island and also I couldn't get to Lisbon. I also didn't apply for state support because at that time 
I still owed money to the state and payments were being negotiated. The last mistake, I didn't send anyone to lay off. As if this wasn't enough, I discovered that Lisbon staff were being poorly managed by the branch managers. We start to have clients who refuse to pay their invoices because the work was being done poorly or, in some cases, had not been carried out, out, out at all. When it was possible, I flew to Lisbon and as, as, as soon as I arrived at the place, I realized that also I was being robbed. With 50 people under my responsibility, with no money coming into the company and therefore not being able to pay suppliers and, and the state, I decided in April 2021 to close branches in Lisbon. But it was too late because the evil, let me say so, had already reached the business in Madeira. The entire island quickly began to know that my company was experiencing economic difficulties. Therefore, naturally, the big contracts were terminated by the clients, as well as there were no new contracts, so that we could have more money coming, into the, coming in and therefore recover the company. I start failing to pay salaries and as a result, people start to resign. At the end of September 2021, of 50 people I had hired, only six and I stay at the company. Everything else flew away. At the same time, the person I had invited to work with me back in 2020, 2012 had stolen material and tools for nine years. The person who was my right-hand man, the person I had 100% full trust. I went to court to file for the company bankruptcy and there's again some breathing space so I could negotiate the payment of debts to the government, bank and suppliers. And that's what happened in the first six months of 2022. At the same time, I was finding jobs so what we could continue with the company and pay salaries to those who remained. In August of 2022, a client of mine helped me. He wanted to inject money into the company and thereby save the company and everything related to. I was finally starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. But none of this happened and so I went returned to court in January 2023. I reported that the investor had refused at last minute. And I want to make it clear that I did not feel or nor or nor do I feel any resentment because of this decision. If I were in his shoes, I might do the same thing. The company was very bad financially. Three weeks later, it was my wife turned to me and said that she wanted to leave me. Due to bankruptcy of the company, the bank's debts began to be reverted to us, as the debt was quite large. After 16 years, on February the 4th, 2023, I was divorced, divorced. I remember a few weeks later, my car broke down and its engine collapsed. 
at 6th of March 2023, I was closing my company and hitting rock bottom. Suddenly I was alone. Everything was gone. I was rocked at the rock bottom, bleeding from every pore of my body, without the strength to stand up. I was emotionally dead. Apparently, my Goliath had defeated me. I went to live in an apartment in a social neighborhood here in Funchal. I remember one day waking up and wondering if this is or was all just a nightmare. Living in that apartment for six months gave me a lesson in humility. And you can't even imagine how much I love living there. Little by little, new people began to appear. One of them to open a company in the same line of business as my former company. And there we went in April 2023, almost one year ago. Also, a person appeared and gave me his shoulder to cry on. And oh boy, how I cry on that shoulder. I realigned myself internally. I saw the causes of my fall. I wiped the dust of my clothes and gradually healed my wounds. I continued to write. I even wrote and write poetry. I launched this podcast. I went back running. I meditate. I read a lot. I talk to God. And I found my spirituality. I found the strength to get up. I'm no, long, no longer lost anymore. I forgot to tell you that I'm also going to start being a basketball coach. I find my purpose of living again, the true one. I found my inner peace even though my life is in a mess. I launched this podcast to help you face whatever challenge life is throwing at, your, at you right now. But above all, so that I can find also the strengths to achieve the giant that stood in front of me. I also do this to believe in faith again. That all this will be useful to become more humble, stronger and more determined. I'm doing the same thing Kobe did after losing NBA Finals and getting back on his feet again. I had to learn to like myself. I had to not to care about what other people think or talk about me. I had to learn to believe in myself that I can be much better than I was before, living a true life, whose first 46 years were done in reverse. I started to discover that I had superpowers, and also I was helping people even though I didn't know I was. I started being true to myself, and finally I began to see reality as it is, and not as I would like to be. For the first time in my life, I'm starting to have joy in being alive, and what a blessed person I am. Brad Pitt said in a speech he gave a few years ago that what matters is not having achieved our goals or having loved the path that we have taken. But what is important is the people who walk with this path with you. I agree. And that's why I dedicate this episode to all the people who were with me and those who showed up recently. Thank you very much to all of them 
where I am today is also due to you who crossed my path. Before I say goodbye, I would like to leave with you Mike Tyson talking about his life, talking about his inner peace. Thank you all, without exception. I had the best three years of my life in prison. That's that's interesting for you to say that, bro, because you had millions. I have peace, though. Over the $30 million for one fight? Jay-Z's lying. Listen, can I tell you something? That doesn't mean nothing when you don't have your peace, your stability, your balance. Before we all even want it, you want to give it to somebody else. You need your sanity to, contribute, to dictate any part of life. Because, you know, God, I always tell people, God punishes you by giving you everything you want. See if you can handle it.